today on The Breakdown. We get into the weeds with a cash game hand from some English poker show. Who knows what it is? But it's got some well-known people. It's got Ludovic Geilich, who's one of the first people we ever did a breakdown on way back in the day. And he tweeted at us and everything. We really loved that. It's got Sam Grafton, who we've done a breakdown on where we were like, huh? What's he doing? We don't get it. And it's got John Duthie, too. He was one of the creators of the EPT and always ends up doing weird stuff, stuff we don't get. So they're all involved in this one hand that is quite interesting. Some whack moves are made. We're going to get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. I find it a little odd that you didn't... Like you went with, oh, we've done a breakdown on Ludovic Geilich, and we've done a breakdown on yeah. Sam Grafton, and you're like, and John Duthie's just a guy. <laughs> we've, we've, done, we've done multiple breakdowns on John Duthie. Uh, okay, you know. One against Jason Kuhn, uh, and one against Tom Dwan. That heads-up one was super weird. He folded two pairs somehow correctly when there was no action until the river. I remember the Jason Kuhn hand quite well, actually, where Jason like overvalued top pair. Tried to, and then maybe overvalue is the wrong word. He tried to get really thin value with like yeah, raising yeah, top, top, top pair. Yeah, and John Duthie had it. like had top trips. Two, Oh, trips. How does yeah. that? Trips to set. He had ace three. He opened under the gun. He right. called the three bet because he's bad. And there was like three three, and a king on the river yeah. came right and something like yeah, that. Yeah, Jason Coons like I have to get thin value against King Jack and King Queen. Right, because it's John Duffy, and he's going to call if I move in. Yeah, and he did call, but it wasn't so good. Anyway, so yeah, um, I would say in some ways these are like three of the clown princes of poker of the English poker. Pr- <laughs> clown princes of English poker. Well, Ludovic Gaelic is he's not English. So yeah. But okay, is, but you know UK poker. Very offensive to some people. <laughs> it is UK poker. Then can I say UK? Yeah. All right. I think you can say UK. You know, in that these guys are like dudes, like, how can I put this both respectfully and accurately? I don't think the, the, like, the great players in the world, like Charlie Carroll, when they sit down and they see one of these guys at the table, is like, oh, no. But for each of them, it's like, okay, I've got to really plan for this guy. Well, I, I suppose that's sort of true. I mean, Grafton has some significant success, and Gaelic yeah. is definitely a guy that's going to put you in some tough spots. Exactly. No question. No, Gaelic is going to make your life hard for sure. Um, for sure. At the same point, I think the very best players in the world aren't like cowed when they see him at the table. They feel like, cool. Which is not a put down on him, but I'm just, you know, like he's a, he's a notch or two down. T- a tier down or two, right? Yeah. From and those guys. And that's okay. And then there's John Duffy. Uh, right. Who's a tier or two down yeah. from these guys at least. Multiple tiers he's down. Like a, he's like a British poker institution. So he gets to be on whatever show he wants and right. hang out with all the cool poker guys. It's a little bit like when was it Ronaldo who was on? Uh, oh, it's the, not like Ronaldo. It's like on, Ronaldo. Not, even, it's not even close. Come on, John Duffy knows the mechanics of poker. He knows there's like a flop, a turn, in a river. I'm not sure Ronaldo <laughs> even knows that. I it mean, was really painful to really, watch all those Ronaldo. I understand hands. why the EPT wanted to feature Ronaldo when he played that tournament, but it was extremely painful to watch Ronaldo attempt to play poker because he definitely didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, speaking of extremely painful, I've got a few. Uh, Things I like to read. Oh, oh, you feeling a little pity party for no, yourself? No, no, no. I just want to share. I want the world to hear them. Um, so we have two, uh, two recent reviews on the Breakdown Poker Podcast, which is, of course, this show. We appreciate your reviews, by the way. Yeah, please, 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 please review us uh, you know, positively. It actually matters. Five oh, yeah, stars it does. Is, five stars is requested. I mean, obviously, whatever's true in your heart is great, and we want yeah, you to be you, honest. If, if but if it's close, your, if, if it's close. If what's true in your heart is less than five stars, maybe shut the fuck up about <laughs> it and you know, keep it to yourself. Yeah. 
And you know, I've been getting, I've been reading more of these, so you might, you might find yourself on air. Here are two interesting ones that are the two most recent ones. One of them, I like, I really like the analysis, but love the banter. Don't worry, this is going to be entertaining. I promise, guys. Grantland provides light and flaky commentary. Grantland. I don't know why he's calling me that. Well, John gets into the nooks and crannies. I just figured out what's going on yeah. with this review. You just figured it out. Yeah. Grantland's work could easily stand alone, while John's would be a little plain. I thought this was an attack on me. I now get that this is just an English muffin versus croissant thing only. Well, he might also kind of mean that he likes me better. He might, but <laughs> but everything you know, light and flaky, and could easily stand alone. Yeah, yeah, like, I really, I thought it was a shot at me. I just realized it wasn't. All right, you know, the other one is also related let's, to that. Let's find out okay. together. This is a premier poker podcast. Says I can't even pronounce this name. Fun, informative, insightful. It features an entertaining elite poker analysis analyst. Excuse me, and Grant. And here we go. And his prone to untethered fits of laughter sidekick Jonathan. <laughs> Much in the way a bakery might feature the unmatched buttery goodness of their fresh baked croissants, blah, blah, blah. This podcast is the strongest in helping you understand how to think about poker hands like a top player. Occasionally, however, like a dry day old plastic bag of English muffins that nobody wants, even at fire sale prices, the podcast can go off the rails. I won't continue, but they say they that's most of it. And then they say nice things again. So really, this is just English muffin versus versus uh, croissant stuff. But I am always the butt of that, the jokes. That one was maybe a little bit more, <laughs> more sidekick, potentially though. hurtful. You didn't have to say the word sidekick, and man. I definitely didn't call you an elite poker. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, fuck all y'all is what I'm here to say. Fuck uh, all y'all. The reviews that warm Grant's heart. <laughs> that was pretty great, Just though. Just like a buttery croissant would. Yep. Um, one quick tweet I got to read on the same subject. It's Mung Juice. Um, and he says, you can add me to the English muffin list. Whether you heat them up or eat them cold, they're always better than croissants. Wow, this guy is out he's, there. I mean, he's wrong. Low standard, though. I really hate the flakiness of croissants. But I also like honey mustard, so not sure if you can take me seriously. Yeah, that's correct. I'm not sure either. Mung juice. Honey, <laughs> honey mustard juice. Well, Get out of my face, mung juice. That's just like a weird picky eater thing, the yeah. flakiness thing. Like, I know a guy who says he doesn't like avocados because of the texture, which is like, okay, I guess that's like just a weird picky eater thing because avocados are obviously delicious and the texture is turning you off. That's kind of the same thing, right? Um, yeah, maybe some people wouldn't like the flavor of avocados, though. I could see that. Kind of a monster doesn't like the flavor <laughs> of a delicious avocado. An amazing avocado. I mean, I like avocados, obviously. They're nutty. They're green. I will admit they're smooth. that uh, an avocado will, would go better with an English muffin than with a croissant. Wow, look yeah. at you. Now, I'm not so sure, Grant. Think about it. If we croissant have a needs like, a sweet partner, not a savory partner. No, you, can have, you don't think you can make like a nice little croissant with uh, I guess some avocado, some I guess turkey? Yeah. Why am I arguing for this? A little bit of nice Swiss oh, cheese in there? Oh, you know there? what? I did it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you did it to yourself first, I illuminati you. <laughs> Oh, God. Every show now is the first six minutes is, uh, is croissant. All right, all right. Let's, get, let's get to the poker. All right. So this hand that occurs in Britain and is called the British bad boys of poker was suggested by two Australians. I, I guess they missed the mother country. That'd be Mark Testart and Ben Page. Those are two top level Australians. They those are, are high, high end Australians. Those right are there. if I was going to get an Australian on my boat to travel around the world with those would be two of the guys that I might pick Two might. Who else is even in the running? Dante Exum. Yeah, that's right. That's another Australian who maybe you'd pick. That's right. And, and that's it. Andrew oh, Nicole Bogut. Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Andrew Bogut. Andrew, Naomi Watts. Okay, fine. We have five now. Yeah. But that's it. We're done. Six. But <laughs> yeah. we're done. Um, you're taking the, the basketball players. I'm taking the actresses. Just pointing it out. So. 
I'm I don't married. Know. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, who would be fun? Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to hang out with the ladies anyway. <laughs> uh, they might not want to hang out with you anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, because Andrew Bogut's going to be like, oh, yes, mate. Let's definitely hang out together. By the way, that's New Zealand accent, and also Aaron Baines is Australian. He's a, I would he's guess the- there are some Kiwis out there who might say, that is not a New Zealand <laughs> accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Woo. Okay, let's get to the hand now. This is that It's two Australians. This deserves a review. <laughs> this this show okay yeah and of course mark and ben two elite suggestors know exactly how to do it they i mean did it on twitter we are the poker guys on twitter at the number two poker guys they included a youtube link and they time stamped it because they're not dumb mark mark test are in the conversation for like the all pro team um and obviously what? ben page is the mvp every year he always wins it's like it's like lebron well, if, 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 the, if everyone was just if there was justice in the world it's like lebron except for last year Okay, fine. For like the first 15 years of his career, it's like LeBron. Not his rookie year. Well, you do I have to punch you in the face? Because I'm about to punch you in the face. You have to keep saying wrong things? All right, let's move on. <laughs> okay. It is a 5-10 game, which is smaller than what we usually do. That is, it of is. course, the same stakes as poker time. <laughs> they have a 20-pound straddle on, so it's a little bigger because it's pounds, not dollars. Oh, so it's way bigger. Yeah. Especially with Brexit. Which is <laughs> <laughs> never going to happen anyway. I know. Definitely not. By the time you hear this, Brexit may have happened. We're not political podcast. We're good at political podcasts, yeah. aren't we? It's about time we took a stand on Brexit. Yeah. The thing I like best about Brexit is how much it sounds like exit, but with a B in front of it. You know, I love it. Like Britain exiting. People probably don't realize that. No, they don't but realize exit. That. Yeah. It's like leaving. <laughs> Anyway, please continue. I thought it was just some weird British word. Of course you did. Up. No, no, that happens a lot. And then you're like, oh, I get it. Now, and let me tell you this. Once, you, well, Now that I've said that, you'll never unhear it. You'll, all, every time you hear Brexit, you'll think oh British God. exit. It's Brexit. Amazing. It's amazing. Sounds like exit. How did you figure put that together? <laughs> yep. What all percentage right. of the audience thinks I'm serious right now? 22. Oh, come on, lower. But let's continue. So the hand. You give people too much credit. Not everybody's Mark Testart and Ben Page. Yeah. All right. Ooh. 5, 10, <laughs> 20. The straddle is going to be... Sam Grafton, who I guess is an actual stand-up comedian, along with what? being a poker player. Yeah. What? I don't know if he's like a successful one. How do you know this? Uh, because our friend Mitchell Towner played with him in, at the uh, Aussie Millions a couple mm-hmm. years back, and they got to know each other a little bit. Oh. And, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, he's in the straddle. What's the deal with these ace of spades? Why is that ace? Why is the spade so much bigger than any other suit for the ace? What's the deal with that? You know, like that kind of stuff. Ugh. <laughs> was, I'm not a sidekick. <laughs> that was definitely sidekick. I'm level. capable of my own my own show. I can have my own show. That if was I sidekick level material. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a motorcycle just so I can get a sidecar to put you in. I mean, that sounds really fun. Just between us. Yeah, I'm down with that. You want to do that? I'm in. Okay, so John Duffy is under the gun. Yeah, old school guy. But this is a pretty normal thing to do. He's got 3575 in front of him. Under the gun is also the cutoff in this instance because we have the straddle, and I guess it's not a full table. Okay. Uh, he has seven eight of clubs. He's going to open it to 55. That's totally cool. Yep. No probs. Ludovic Gylik is in the big blind, which is 10, 10 pounds. Yep. He's got 2460 in front of him. Okay. He's got two seven, seven hearts, seven of spades. He's going to call, which is totally cool. Totally cool. Sam Grafton is yucking it up in the straddle. He's got 1910 in front of him. He's got ace four of spades. He's going to call, which is totally cool. Totally cool. 
So, I mean, you could, a guy like Aura Grafton obviously could race here, but it's totally reasonable just to call it both these hands. And in fact, I think preferable most of the time. Yeah, I think uh, Grafton's in a, a better spot to raise than Gylik because his hand has a blocker and doesn't play as as uh, straightforwardly post flop. Perhaps. I mean, also, you know, he there's more money to win for yeah. the, with when you squeeze there too. So that's kind of nice. But also, whatever, we can happily just call it this hand. Mostly, we're going to call. I mean, yeah. Nice. Thanks. All right, one seventy in the pot. That's pounds, people. Right. Pounds. Pounds. The flop is is decent for everybody, but very good for one man. I'm going to let you guess who that is. It's a four of hearts, five of hearts, and six of spades. Whoa. If you don't remember, Ludovic. Sam Grafton flops a freaking pair of fours. And a, and a backdoor flush draw. Hello. Ludovic Gylik flops an over pair with an open ender. Hello. John Duthie flops the nuts. Well, how do you do, Mr. Duthie? That is the serious stuff right there. That is the serious stuff right there. All right, Ludo checks, Grafton checks. Do you think either of those guys should consider betting? Um, I think Ludo could consider betting. Actually, I think both of them should consider betting. Yes, this is exactly the kind of board you're often going to see check through, although I don't know if that's true for John Duthie. So if we know that John Duthie is one of those C-bet, no matter what kind of guys, which I would bet there's a reasonable chance he is or he's going to see bet some ridiculously high percentage on this board, even though he really shouldn't be. Um, then I would think you could check. But otherwise, because like, you just don't want it to check through, right? Especially Grafton wouldn't want it to check through. Um, but I don't think anyone really wants to check through. Yeah. I mean, do you think once checked too, do you think Duffy should, should check because of the board texture and how it's not supposed to be a part of his range as much as his opponents? I, I think flop the nuts. I think he 100% should bet for multiple reasons. The, one is he has the nuts. And as you always like to say, as you, my mentor, Grant, yeah, the you elite like to poker say, analyst. Yes. Um, but, but this is, of course, a really good point is like when you flop a straight, it's pretty good to get a lot of chips in there because you don't block um, made hands. You don't block a lot of made hands, right? Yeah. So that's pretty sweet. Um, so that's one reason. But a bigger reason is this. Ludovic Gylik is a crazy, insane mofo who absolutely will attack, you know, when he thinks he's got a range advantage. His hand may be too good to attack with here. Yeah, probably But if is. he has jack 10, it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Ludo just put in a raise now or call now and put in raises later and do crazy stuff. He's been doing that his whole life. Why do we, when we have the nuts and it's, we're not blocking a lot of stuff, what an amazing time to put some money in. Who cares about board texture? Who cares about anything else? Let's give Ludo a chance to attack us. Grafton also, we've seen lose his mind a little bit, although my guess is he's reasonable a lot too, comparatively to these other two guys anyway. Um, so I think it's, I think Ludo being in the big blind is reason enough to bet when we flop the nuts, no matter what. What do you think? Yeah, I think. Like who that, cares about balance? I mean, I, and I think like. Else? You should probably should have some bets on these boards some of the time, yeah, even sure. though it's a range disadvantage board for you against your opponents. Like you, you're going to want to bet your your flush draws and stuff, so you have to balance that with something that is more made. You know, like mm-hmm. you're not going to want to bet all of your flush draws, but you probably want to bet some of your flush draws. Right? I mean, you, if you want to be able to bet this, you have to be able to bet a few other things, right? Yeah. You can maybe bet a little bit of air, but mostly not. Um, a few flush draws, just a few, and a few very very strong hands. Yeah. And that's it. And then you just roll on, right? Yep. And that's cool. And I guess you could also bet, bet a few over pairs if you wanted to. But maybe you could reasonably you, check on this board, too, obviously, with, with all those things. Could, should you have a plan of, like, over pairs? I don't know. It sucks to bet fold an over pair, but, like, over pairs with hearts, you consider bet folding? Over, you mean, like, you have, like, two red aces? Is that what you mean? Yeah. 
Not maybe um, not maybe not aces, but any overpair that contains a heart is like a consideration for a bet fold if that's going to be the worst type of hand you're betting. Right. Um, because then, of course, the reason being that you block your opponents having hearts, which means they're more likely to have a currently made hand. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe maybe the hands we most want to bet are actually like two red eights or two red sevens. Um, because we, we block, we block all the stuff. And so if we get raised anyway, it's more likely we're up against made hands yeah, rather than fold less. those hands though. Cause those are, Oh yeah, hands, we can't, draws. we can't, we can't really fold them actually. Can we? That's yeah. the problem. I'd so, rather, I'd rather bet fold two red tens. I mean, I don't want to bet fold really anything on this board. It depends on who our opponent is, of course, but assuming some sort of normal opponent who's going to attack, who's going to have a reasonable bluffing frequency, we have to we have to bet fold some things for sure. I wonder if there's like bad gut shots we can bet fold here. That get like maybe ace, ace eight ace eight with the ace of hearts or something like that. I guess, but like that's not much. Nope, that really isn't. That's four combos. There's not a lot. I and mean, that's not four combos. But it's, this, three, this, it's three combos because you're never bet folding ace eight suited. Oh, of course, hearts. you're right. You're right. Um, I guess this goes back to one of the reasons why you don't want to bet very much on this board, yeah. right? Because look at all these bad spots you can put yourself in with really good hands. Right. So you mostly, so you, so maybe you don't bet almost any of your over pairs as a result, right? Yeah. You bet like your, your two pair plus hands, your straights and a lot of your flush draws. And maybe some straight draws too. Maybe you, you, you can have some straight draws, yeah. not too many. You can have nine, seven suited. You can ace, ace seven. Suited. Yeah. Hands like maybe a seven off. He's in the cutoff as well. Yeah. So there's, there's some, but there's not a lot for sure. Right. Okay. Right. Something like that. And yeah, you check a lot of your misses and a lot of your reasonable hands and that's it. But when we have the nuts, especially against Ludo, you just have to bet. Yeah. So Duffy luckily doesn't have to worry about any of that bet folding stuff. Right. He did flop the nuts. He's like, let's go, guys. Lose your damn mind. He is going to bet, which, you know, he didn't mess that up. Good. My initial hit is that he messed up the sizing, though. Well, how much is in the pot? 170. Okay. He bets 40. What the freaking hell is that? Well, that's awful. That's now this is my disparaging viewpoint on John Duthie, which may not be accurate. Okay. But this is like if I'm going to be disparaging towards Duthie's reasoning for this sizing, it would be that he sees that the kids are C-betting this size a lot of the time. So he's going to do it, too. And this is <laughs> I wonder absolutely not the board texture to do it on for sure. This like, is the it's the it's the exact wrong bo- board. That's like that's like saying. the ace deuce deuce board sizing. You know, right? It's not the four five six two heart board. Also, sizing. it's the ace deuce deuce sizing. Not when you're up against the big blind and the straddle, but when yeah. you're up against someone who called you like in middle position or on the button or something like that. So they don't really have deuces. You right. know what I mean? Like these guys actually have deuces. They have right. the most deuces are these two guys. Okay, so, so ace ace deuce. Right, right. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not trying to get. Caught. I'm just saying like. Like, even there, it would be slightly different, right? But, like, yeah, I, it could be that. The, my guess is it's is not that reason. My guess is it's another bad reason, though, which is he's trying to make it look like he's weak, so they race. Maybe. But the truth is, John Duthie, assuming that's the re- one of these two reasons, like, look strong. They'll raise anyway. Like, Ludo's not going to, like... Yeah. R- like... Do what you would do what you would do if you had Ace King here, which I'm guessing is C-bet too much and not C-bet $40, 40 pounds, whatever. Uh, yeah, I guess... Baked in there is like, I don't like the sizing pretty much no matter what, but his reasoning does matter to how good it is. Of course. And baked into what you were saying is probably what I would think is the best reason is he thinks like there's a much higher frequency of getting raised when he sizes like this versus right. something like a hundred. So that's he's true. Like I just want to give myself that opportunity against these guys. But if you, th- so there's 190 in the pot, right? 170. 170. So let's say he bets, let's say, I mean, 100 is probably where you, the minimum of what you'd want to bet on this board. Yeah. I think you might even want to bet a little more. It's such a dripping wet board, especially against the, these ranges we're up against, yeah. right? Um, 
But let's say you're trying to induce from Ludo. How about we bet 80 then instead of 40? So that way when Ludo raises, he raises more. Yeah. It makes the pot bigger. All these good things can happen later. When Ludo, if we just call, which I assume is what we do if Ludo raised a lot of the time because we're in position and it's Ludo. Yeah. We don't want to make him fold right away. Um, then when he bets the turn, it's going to be a bigger bet because the pot will be bigger. Like all these things matter. Betting 40 is just really setting yourself up to not be as successful as you want to be when you flop this well. Yeah, it's bad sizing. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Duffy bets 40. So do you think Gylik's hand is too good to race? He's next to act. He's got two sevens for the pair and the open ender. I do. I think it's too good. Because like, like, if you get three bet, you kind of have to call, but it's bad now. It's really bad, and there are certain sizings you'd have to fold, which is just horrific on this with this good a flop. And maybe you decide not to fold, but you're probably always losing and not getting the right price depending on how big you know yeah. like we can get ourselves just screwed really quickly like he bets 40 if we decide yeah 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 i'm not gonna make it 120 because you made it 40 i'm gonna raise a normal size like a lot of players yeah. decide i'm gonna make it 220 right yeah 220 and then he makes it you know 700 800 right yeah. and now we're basically playing for stacks already and now like can we really do that with two sevens when he looks really strong and like he probably has an overpair that he's not folding or like the ace queen of hearts or something which isn't really great for us either we're not i mean doing it's great fine either. i mean we can live with the ace queen we're, of hearts we're happy if it's the ace queen of hearts versus the rest of the range right but the point is the range the entire range just has us all in jail yeah right like we're praying for ace queen of hearts great like that's not what you want to be praying for you want to be praying for like I don't even know anymore. Threes. Yeah, exactly. Pocket threes. Yeah. Two red threes. Like that's not, it's unlikely he would play two red threes like that. So anyway, so yeah, so yeah, calling makes sense. Calling. I think, I think calling's right here. Now it's so small. The butt is so, so small. We could decide we don't want to let Sam Grafton in for free, but we've got a a hand that plays pretty well. Right. We don't just have a made hand. We have a made hand with a draw. So it's okay to let him in for free. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and a lot of the cards that would scare everyone else aren't bad. Like improve our hand. Yeah. Like, a seven, while it does make some straights, also gives us top set, and that's pretty good and often is good and also has redraws, mm-hmm. right? The straight cards come in. It usually helps us. Like, it's pretty good. Yep, makes sense. Uh, so now that the bet is so small, Grafton has bottom pair here. He can't really consider folding. He has to continue in this hand because, you know, he has a trips draw and he has a backdoor flush draw. He might have the best hand. He might. Like, Ludo could have nothing and Ludo could have a draw. One of the many draws he could have yeah. and just assign to play it chill. Yeah, but more importantly, the sizing is so small, and you have a pair and a back right. door, not draw. You might as well. Right. I, I think it's a clear call and figure it out on the turn spot for Grafton, which is cool. And that's what he does. Yeah. And what you should do is use the link in the description. And I'm talking to you, the audience. Oh. Not you, Jonathan. I was like, my sidekick ears had pricked up for a second, but they're going back down. They're I'll getting, tell you what turning do flaccid later. again. I'll, don't say that. <laughs> Advice number one, don't say okay. that. <laughs> don't talk about <laughs> flaccid ears. Not during the nitrogen ad, at least. Oh, right. Okay, fair enough. So when, <laughs> when you use the link in the description of this podcast to sign up for Nitrogen Sports, you get access to our exclusive monthly Poker Guys tournament. Yeah. It's exciting. It's wonderful. It's thrilling. It makes children cry with glee. It's debilitating at times. But in a way that's so beautiful. Yeah. It makes you see the beauty in life. It's a- like... Watching the apocalypse while wearing a bathrobe. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like it's luxurious and yet still kills you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful debilitation, a joyful debilitation. I love it so much. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. So yeah, we do this uh, monthly tournament. Uh, which you, of course, need the link in the description to sign up for. Nitrogen guarantees a 1,000 buy-ins to this tournament. 
at least, you know, if we somehow ever got more than a thousand players, cool, but it's a guaranteed thousand buy-in tournament. And guess what? Like, we, like don't get it. we don't get it. We got like 120 people. It's an unbelievable overlay. It's an insane overlay. Nitrogen just keeps on giving away the free money. You'd be a fool not to get involved. A complete moron. You would be dumber than like stupid. Yeah. It would be embarrassing for you. I mean, people would be like, who is that? that that's some sort of idiot over there. Didn't use the link in the description. Anyway, it not only benefits you, it benefits us. It tells Nitrogen you came from us. It's good for us. If you like us, you should you should make that happen. And you know, you can also do other things on Nitrogen. And I'll say this, if you don't like us, you should do it anyway out of spite. Yeah. <laughs> Just a spite click. I hope those guys I don't like <laughs> make a little bit more money because of me. I'll yeah. sh- show them. Yeah, but as Graham was saying, of course, Nitrogen does other things. So they have casino games, they have sports betting, huge sports betting stuff going on there, actually. Um, totally worth getting involved and checking out. Please do so. We love it. We're big fans. The end. The end. But this hand is nay far the from beginning. over. Yes. <laughs> so, nay the beginning. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't think of a good word. So it's uh, four of hearts, five of hearts, six of spades, flop. We've got Ludovic Gylik with two sevens in the big blind, first act. Sam Grafton with ace four of spades for bottom pair. And John Duffy having flopped the nuts with seven, eight of clubs. Some really cool stuff is going to happen, we promise. By the way, it may sound like, well, this isn't even interesting. No, it's going to be really interesting. Well, I think our analysis on the flop was interesting. I do, too, but I'm saying, like, the, the hand itself is going to be interesting. Please continue. So after Duthie's C-bet and two calls, there's 290 pounds in the pot. The turn is the Jack of Hearts, not a card that anybody wanted to see. Yeah. It brings the flush. It's, you know, there's a reasonable chance that one of these players has a flush. Yeah. It's actually, it turns out, a great card for Ludo. Where now he picks up some win outs, not just chop outs. Yeah, he has the seven of hearts. He has the only heart in the hand. Yeah. That said, he doesn't love it. He does not like it. He could have had the best hand already, and now he could be drawing dead. If Duthie bets again, I assume Ludo's folding. I would assume he is too, especially with Grafton behind yeah. him. Unless, Unless Duthie bets tiny. He bets like I guess 80 or something. If, he bets, if he bets super small, Ludo's probably calling. Yeah, but he doesn't have to deal with that because it checks through. So should it check through? Let's figure that I out. I think for sure Gylik should check, and for sure Grafton should Those check. Those guys have to check. Yeah. Okay. At, it's a weird spot, right? Because as Duthie, we bet so small on the flop, we kept everything in. I might even think a lot of time flush draws are going to raise when we bet so small on the flop. That's, so That's possible, and that's good. Right. That is good. A lot of the time, we're ahead here. Now, it's okay to check and bluff catch the river. Dead. Right. Yeah. That's fine. Like, I think the only problem with betting is if we get raised, we probably have to fold. And so we can once in a while get blown off. Our hand, we can get bluffed off the hand, right? Someone can have the ace of hearts. Anybody with the us. ace of hearts in a pair should really strongly consider turning that into a bluff on the turn if Duffy bets again. Right. And there's like the there's like ace seven. Yeah. So like, you know, anyone or maybe even ace eight. Someone who like called because it was so cheap and had a gutter or something like that. Grafton would up. for sure call ace eight with the ace of hearts. Yeah. I mean, Ludo probably would too, honestly. He might not have called the initial raise because he was in the big blind, not maybe. the straddle. I don't know. Ludo plays pretty, pretty yeah. wide though. Yeah. It's hard to know. We haven't seen Ludo in a while, so he used to play really wide. Yeah. Um, but Grafton, as you said, for sure could. So I don't know. I'd be a little concerned that I might get blown off the hand sometimes. They may just be like, yeah, let's go for it here. Like, it's what do I care? It's a cash game anyway, yeah. blah, blah, blah. This is, That's so, the only downside to, to betting here, right? right? Like, if you get called, you probably aren't going to bet again very often, depending on how you size it, of course, and what, you know, if, assuming you bet a normal amount on the turn. Yeah. Flopping a straight can be such a roller coaster ride because yeah. you, you flop the nuts on the flop and you're like, this is amazing. Nothing can scare me. And then a turn card comes so frequently that's like, oh, I could be drawing dead now. Right. Also, the board compare is the same problem. Yeah. yeah. Like so or also, by the way, you flop a straight and then you like you want you try and slow play. That's why you shouldn't slow play straights mostly. And then like 
those things happen or a card comes that puts four to a straight out there and now everyone's terrified and sometimes you're terrified too. So, you know, like suddenly you don't have the nuts anymore yeah. or you do have the nuts, but no one's ever going to give you action. It sucks, man. It does. <laughs> man, it sucks. Yeah, I think I lean towards a check here as Duffy because I think you do have to fold if you get raised and there are bluffs out there that could do that. I mean, the thing is this, Ludovic Gylik is so bluffy, maybe we can't fold to him. Well, that's not a situation I want to deal with. Yeah. Okay, it's reasonable. It's totally reasonable to check. I think it's really close, though, and I think it's not the greatest thing to give these both these guys a free heart where they really might be behind, and we could charge them, and they'll either fold or we get to charge them, and instead they just get to win the pot. You know, like that's okay, not ideal. But that doesn't happen that frequently. And it's, yeah, it's like 20%. You can of the always time. bet the river. Like for sure, we're betting the river if check two again. And of course no, we are. And we're no calling heart. the river, of course, if someone yeah. bets. Almost no, I guess if a heart comes, we can fold, but that's about it. Yeah. Like, we're, otherwise, we're just going to call. Yeah. It's perfectly fine to check here. Well, that's what John Duffy does. Yeah. So his, his decisions categorically, we've liked so far. It's just the sizing on the flop that we don't like. Right. So yeah. now the board reads four, five, six, Jack with three hearts. And we've checked through with uh, 170, 290 in the pot, excuse me. Okay. The river is the four of diamonds. Uh oh. There's the four. Give Sam Grafton trips. Shit's gonna get bananas. Yes. Shit's gonna get bananas. Are you trying to do a thing? Like, what are you doing? What am I doing? I'm side kicking the hell out of this podcast. What I'm I'm wondering is (laughs) is that a thing you're gonna try to be saying a lot on the podcast like it's gonna be like <laughs> one of your little catchphrases oh i think it already is one of my little catchphrases you son of a bitch you're really taking this stuff a little too hard man a little too much to heart i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i feel like you're really shit is gonna get bananas grant <laughs> you're projecting <laughs> All right. i am not light and flaky like a croissant is what i'm saying that's too bad for you thanks I, but I will say, like, that card is kind of an interesting card, right? Everyone might think they have the best hand now. Like, yeah. it's very reasonable for a guy like... Guy like doesn't know he has the best hand, for sure. But he absolutely could have the best hand. Grafton probably assumes he does almost always. Unless, yeah. I guess Guy like could have the flush, but you'd assume Duff, Duffy never does. Yeah. Or almost never does. And you'd feel like, oh, this is great. That's what I would think if I was Grafton. Yep. So, and then Duffy, you know, is Duffy. He's just duffing it up. <laughs> he loves to duff. But, uh, you know, if you're duffy, you're like, I'm usually have the best hand here. Like, hopefully someone made trip fours and pays me off and it'd be great. So that's cool. Yep. No reason for Ludovic to bet, right? First act, two sevens on this board. I don't know the real reason why to bet. It's so hard to get value out of worse. I maybe Grafton has a six and decides to call, but would he decide to call? It seems unlikely. Duffy behind, it seems unlikely. Right. And Duffy. Maybe Duffy has a six and decides to call, but. Maybe. Whatever. I think it's better. I think it plays better as a check. I agree. There aren't, th- aren't th- going to be that many bluffs behind us is the only problem. True. So maybe maybe we're supposed to bet because of that. We bet fold because... No, because you can't... The we're trying to get value getting, to six. Getting value is hard. Of course, but I'm saying, like, if we check, we almost never get value from worse hands. They're always going to check back, aren't they? I don't know about always. Who's going to bet a six for value? Nobody, but, like, Duffy might bluff. Duffy might bluff. Okay, I guess... D- yeah, he might bluff. The problem is if Duffy bluffs... Are we even going to call with Grafton behind us? I guess we'll make a, an assessment and yeah. figure it out. It's not I think, the. I don't think it's the end of the world too. Um, to block or bet here. I think it is. I think that's really a really bad play. Yeah. Even though I, I, I think a six is folding most of the time. Like if you can't give value, you from, just said a little bit earlier, like like a minute ago, you thought a six might call. That's I, why I don't, I don't think Grafton will call with a six. Right. It'd be Duffy. It'd be Duffy calling with a six. He has the fewest sixes. 
Um, he does have the fewest sixes. And maybe he'll call with a five also. The problem is he could also call with two eights and two nines and two tens. Yeah. But of course, if he has those hands, I don't know if he's betting those. He may check those back, actually. Which is fine. Yeah. No, that's good if he checks yeah. it back, for sure. Then we have to worry about it. Uh, yeah, I think betting is just... There's not a lot of value no matter what we do here. Disaster. It's basically impossible to get value with this hand in this spot, is yeah. the problem, right? Yeah. So if we have va- the best hand, we're just like... It's not a value hand. It's a showdown hand. You're just yeah. hoping to go to showdown and win. Yeah. That's all. All right. You're always trying to sneak, all, sneak in a little I'm value. I'm trying to get as much value as I can. got to squeeze as much value as you can out of yeah, these spots, Yeah, this isn't man. one of those spots. It's really... you got to also avoid betting when you shouldn't. <laughs> That's one way of to... Of course. No, of course. The thing is, like, you assume most of the better hands might bet anyway. And so that's why and you're but you're not always going to call that's the thing because you yeah. have graphing behind you so that, that actually that's a reason not to bet yeah I mean yeah. sometimes you just don't win the hand that's right. just life yeah and it doesn't look like Ludovic's going to win this one because you know yeah. his opponent has trips and the other one has a straight yeah so Ludovic checks you know what you know what he must be doing while he's checking he must be thinking about the new book by the poker guys are you trying to do this like an ad now we have to get it in somewhere yeah and we I don't want it to be at the end of the show we're doing it right now Okay. The new book by the poker guy is called How Can He Fold? With three question marks. Not just one and not just two because they weren't enough. No, three Not questions. for you guys. It's called How Can He Fold? Subtitle, Jonathan. Incredible poker decisions. Incredible no. poker hands broken down decision by decision. Why you got to fuck it Give up? Give me another shot at it. All Let right. me have one more shot, Grant. All right. Give me the title and then the subtitle. Oh, God. How Can He Fold? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Incredible decisions. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is harder than I thought. How are we going to sell this one, book? One more time. One more time. How can he fold? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Incredible hands. Oh, my God. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. It's, and I'm going to, instead of saying question mark, question mark, question mark, I'm going to do like throwing me off, man. How can he fold? Incredible poker hands broken down decision by decision. That's the, that's the title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, it's a, it's a book we've written. By the time you're hearing this, it might just be out. It's You'll know like on, on the cusp. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it should be out before Thanksgiving for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and maybe a lot sooner than and that. And the Australians don't know what that means. So that means oh. the end of November. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But probably mid-November is when it's actually going to be available for ordering. Um, it's a book with about 30 hands that we've done where it's basically a text message conversation between Grant and I about... These 30 different hands broken into chapters, of course. It's us fighting about stuff, arguing about stuff, making jokes, um, but really getting into some nitty-gritty stuff, too, about a bunch of really yeah. big-time poker hands. I mean, I think uh, Jonathan, I will give credit here, wrote the title for the back cover of the book, and I think mm. it's accurate. It's a poker book you'll actually read. Yeah. Because it's not super technical, although there is a lot of technical analysis. It's like this podcast, kind of. like It's the book version of this podcast where... It's fun, yet there is still still analysis. I would say it's a bit more instructive than the podcast yeah, because sure. the reading form of it just makes it that way, and the language we use is a bit more formal because it's the written word rather than the spoken word, etc. I mean, but also also we have we have this all these illustrations. It's of actually the hands like uh, all the way through. We had, we had like a professionally designed, and it's, yeah. it's actually kind of really nice. It looking. looks really nice. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we we strongly encourage you to check out our book how can he fold it's a great gift for yourself or for anybody else yeah any poker player in your life i mean this is the time people we're gonna have a website where you can buy the ebook we'll be tweeting about that Mm -hmm. we're also gonna have an it's gonna be sold on amazon via paperback or ebook and you know paperbacks are fun you get to you know hold it it's gonna be nice looking it's gonna be fun to have around in your house so we'll tweet about the amazon link as well if you do end up buying it please leave us a review on amazon that would be great for us and very helpful and uh, that's all we got to say about that that's, for now. Yeah, but we're really excited about it, and we hope you guys check yeah, it out. Yeah, we think it's a good book, and we enjoyed writing it. Yeah. All right. So Now, continuing on the river. All right. Ludovic so, is checked. Yeah, on the uh, four, five, six, jack four, 
three heart board. Yep. That is the situation. Ludovic has checked his two sevens with the seven of hearts. Grafton has top kicker for bottom trips. Yeah. How should you play this? I think you should bet. Because Duthie's going to have a lot of checks. Duthie's going to have a lot of checks. Duthie would have checked back a jack if he hit a jack on the turn really recently. For sure, yeah. Um, and he might bet that jack on the river. He's probably betting that jack on the river, but I don't know, man. Why don't we, why don't we determine how much value is going in rather right, than Right, because he's probably not calling in. a check raise with a jack anyway. Right, exactly. So, why don't we, so we can size it up a little bit here and act like we have a missed straight draw or something. I like betting. I do too. It's just, you know, you don't necessarily expect to get called by either player based on the action so far right. and the sizing, but, you know, yeah, just take a shot. I mean, maybe someone has trip fours also, and we're just, you know, so I think we should size it up and hope it all works out. Like, it's unlikely anyone has us beat right now. Turns out someone does, but it's really unlikely someone does. Yeah. All right. Grafton's going to bet. He bets 175 into 290. Seems fine. A little bigger. I would have gone even higher. I would have gone like 240, but whatever. Yeah. But I like that he's betting, and he's, he's going more than half pot at least. All right. Duthie. Call or raise. He's got the straight still. The board did pair and the heart came. So the two things he didn't want to happen on the yeah. flop both happened. Seems like a pretty obvious call and not a raise. Because it's tough to get value from worse. It's incredibly tough to get You'd value You'd have from to hope worse. Grafton has his exact hand and, and calls because he might fold that hand. Right. So if Grafton could fold ace four, you should not raise. That is for sure. Right. And the thing is, while Grafton can have that hand, well, when we think about the totality of the hands he's betting... Any hand that's better than ours, which is all flushes, which he can have. And full houses. Full houses, right. Are never folding. Right. right? And the hands that are worse than ours, okay, we can think of a few that are definitely calling. Like Ace, actually, we don't know if Ace 4 is calling, but Ace 4 is at least a candidate to call. There's not too many other hands that are candidates to calls that are worse than ours. Right. So I don't think a raise makes much sense at all. I think it's a losing money play. And um, I think it's a clear call. I agree. And that's what he does. So John Duffy actually did a pretty good job this hand. Yes. Just the sizing on the flop. Yep. All right, so here's where things get... He'd be able to make more money right now. This Grafton bet would be bigger if he had sized it bigger on the flop. Well, things are going to get interesting. I know. We'll see. I said all that knowing things are going to get interesting. Ludovic Gylik is not just going to sit around and be like, well, I have a showdownable hand. No, he's freaking Ludovic Gylik. He's not going to be like, oh, I guess this one didn't work out. I fold. Oh, Mopey. (laughs) No, he's like, you know what? I'm a champion, and I have a blocker to the straight, and I have a blocker to the flush, and I'm definitely not ahead right now, so I'm going to raise. So Ludovic Gylik turns his hand into a bluff, his two sevens. You know what he must be thinking? On the four, five, six, jack four board. You know what he must be thinking at that point as he's about to raise? Are you going to do a Scottish accent right now? Shit is going to get bananas. Oh, no, nope, you, no Scottish accent. I would have preferred a Scottish accent. Oh, shit, shite is going to get the banana. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just move on. <laughs> I think you went into Jamaican. I don't All know right. what I did there. It's uh, bad. So Ludo's going to raise to 800. Okay. Sizable wager. Yeah. This is kind of cool. It's kind of cool. It's okay. So there's, there's there, a problem there are, with that. There are better hands to turn into bluffs here. Yeah. But this is among the better hands to turn into bluffs that you could get here with. Like you could choose much worse hands to turn into a bluff for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if you just had a random like ace eight of spades or something, that'd be a much worse hand to turn into a bluff. But agree. agree. with this hand, he heavily blocks the straight. Yep. Two, two different straights. And he blocks the flush a little bit. I mean, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But there's a problem, too, I think. And the problem is, is it really believable that Ludo would check the river after checks through on the turn with a, with a huge hand? I don't know how much I really buy it. Well, that on top of hands that he would not raise the tiny flop bet with that are now monsters, yeah. which include sets and two pair hands that have a four in them. On that board, out of position. Yeah. You just expect him. Like, if he has a set, he's usually raising. Yeah. By the way, if he had the nut flush draw, yeah. he's, he's often raising, right? And, like... 
So what, where, where, where was he? You know, like, and he decides to check the river when it looks like it's often going to check through when that four pairs, like how can Duffy bet when the four pairs, not very often, maybe sometimes, but mostly he's going to have to check it back. Grafton's not in a great spot either. He's between two guys, you know? So it's a tough story to sell. I'm not saying it, this isn't going to get through, but it's a t- now knowing the hands, it's harder to imagine. It's I guess he's up against pretty strong hands. A good question is what is he targeting? And I right. think, I think the reason he's doing this is because of the hands he's putting his opponents on. I think he's probably putting Grafton on a four because he blocks the straights. Grafton either has, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Grafton I, doesn't have a. And I think he's draw. probably putting Duthie on an overpair. Or, or a jack, maybe, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I guess Duffy could even have like two eights, two nines, two tens, which is an overpair to the original yeah, yeah. board. So 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 he probably feels like Grafton's beating Duffy, probably thinks Grafton has the type of hand he has, probably way undervalues Duffy's hand and thinks, okay, Grafton's gonna be in a really tough spot with a four here, and Duffy's absolutely folding an overpair. It's also possible he's beating Grafton, but he's losing he's losing a one, at least one of these guys. Right? I, Grafton could be bluffing. Oh, okay. Yeah. If Grafton's bluffing, he's still losing to Duffy, he's Duffy not, most not, of the time. Not beating Grafton's value, though. Right. Oh, I agree completely. Yeah. But like Grafton could have like ace three, flopped, flopped an open ender and had to call. And then here we are. And he's like, well, ace yeah. three is usually not Check good three Check through on the turn, so might as well. Like, let's rep something scary. I don't know. He yeah. can even have the ace of hearts in his hand. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I guess I'm saying for value, he expects Grafton probably has trips. A lot of um, time. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Yeah. The worst hand Grafton has for value is like a jack, right? The absolute worst hand. I don't know if he's even betting that with Duffy potentially having over pairs in his range. Maybe Grafton bets ace jack, but yeah. maybe not other jacks. Yeah, I was thinking ace jack specifically. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Um, jack 10, he maybe he checks to like. So you know. if Ludo's ranging these guys like that, it's a reasonable spot to try to squeeze those hands out, right? It is. Oh, because like if you feel like Duffy, like a lot of times maybe Grafton's got like a bad trip fours. He's got three four or something yeah. like that. Duffy's got like king jack or two tens or something like that two kings whatever. this might work yeah. this this might work it really might and also, but the problem is also you're ludo and you're known for being a bit of a nutbag yeah and like you initially brought up the story isn't great like yeah. i imagine ludo is gonna play strong hands like this sometimes mm-hmm. it's just not really a line you expect when the board like you said is dripping wet on the flop so right. ludo is now saying i have four five i have four six i have five five i have six six and I decided not to raise those on the flop when Duffy bet one-fourth of the pot. Right. And maybe I have a flush draw that I decided not to raise, which you'd also expect him to raise. And it's kind of got to be the nut flush, right, if he's raising now. I was just going to say that, like, he's not going to raise, like, most of the other and flushes. And he didn't three-bet pre-flop, so that removes a lot of nut flushes from his range, including some of the weaker ones, because Duffy opened technically in the cutoff, yeah. and there's a straddle out there, so he's going to three-bet a lot of his aces. At least some of them, yeah. So the story is bad. The story is bad and if so if we just think of and, and while we say the story is bad fine that's one thing but if another way to think about this another way to think about the same idea is what is his bluffing frequency based on everything we know and it's yeah. got to be like way too many bluffs here right right and i guess we have to ask ourselves what are the bluffs then because we're trying to say like what is the value yeah um and the bluffs i guess it includes a hand like sevens with a seven of hearts which is a partially reasonable bluffing hand mm-hmm Ace seven with the ace of hearts would be kind of a, the best version of that type of bluffing hand. I'm not sure if he's in the hand with that. Yeah. Especially not three betting preflop. I'm not sure either. Ace eight with the ace of hearts is the same thing, but the same problem. Yeah. A hand like, I think maybe the best bluffing hand is five, six, although hmm. it would be weird to get here with five, six, having not raised the flop. Right. But that's probably the very best bluffing hand you can have because you block all of the full houses except for jack four. Could he ever have a really bad four and think like maybe this isn't good enough and I'm gonna do a just in case play? It's probably too good. You probably it's probably just call. too good. Yeah. You're like Grafton sometimes has me beat, but he has all the fours, not just not yeah, just. I think the you good take fours. five six as your full house blocker. Yeah. 
That seems reasonable. So there's a, there's enough hands that you can imagine a creative player having as bluffs to make it so that the bluffing frequency might be a little bit too high here because you based just on the way the hand played out. Exactly. You just don't get here yeah. that way enough of the time, like almost ever with almost any of those hands. It's really yeah. problematic. I mean, the truth might be that it might also be the same with a lot of those bluff hands, like ace seven with the ace of hearts. Like that's probably a three bit or a fold preflop, right? Right. I think it is yeah. for a lot of players. So, so you can remove some of the bluffs as well, I, I guess. I mean, maybe you can have just something like ace, a seven of spades. Yeah. And decided not to three-bet it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I blocked the straight. That's pretty good. And the reason that I liked the, the play, the one part of the play that I did like, was that his opponent's ranges seem like hands they can potentially fold. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that means like when you see that opportunity, you just go for it. You got here sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I guess if, if Ludo can have a seven in space, they can have a bunch of suited sevens. Not a bunch. You can have nine seven suited. Yeah. Anyway, maybe that's it. Obviously, maybe 10-7. Seven. Seven. Maybe 10-7. Maybe. Maybe not, though. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, how loose he is these days. Um, but that's it, right? There's no really no other sevens he can have that makes yeah. sense here. Unless he's turning like 5-7 or 6-7 into a bluff. Right. Which I guess he could be doing, too. He could be turning one pair into a bluff here. All right. Because so he blocks some, he blocks full houses and straights. Actually, that's not bad either. 5-7, yeah. seven, 6-7. Seven. True. All right. So he does go for it. Okay. What does Grafton do? He's in the squeeze here. It's got the ace four. Again, the board reads four, five, six, jack four with three hearts. I mean, he has, he has the best trips. Yeah. He's not beating any of Luda's value. Nope. I feel like this is pretty straightforward, actually. I got to tell you. I know you made it sound tough with the he's in the squeeze. You think it's spot. just a pretty clear call? Because, I think it's a cl- Go ahead. Because Duffy's range is like he's obviously underwrapped with seven, eight here. He's like. Beating the, he's beating Duffy almost always, yeah. right? Duffy it, always has like a jack or an overpair, right? right? Now, it turns out Duffy is ahead of everyone, yeah. but for Grafton to think that he's somehow losing to Duffy would just be like insane. He should really be expecting him to call and Duffy to snap fold and hope that Luda's on the bluffing side, right? Right. I would assume if I was Grafton, Duffy's folding some insanely high percentage of the time. So now it's just me and Ludo, and the squeeze is basically off, and that makes it much easier, right? Yeah. And then I think we have a pretty clear call because it's Ludo and the story is terrible. Yeah, I agree. That's what he does. He calls. Yeah. So now now is the interesting part. Yes. What the fuck is John Duffy supposed to do? He's sitting there with a straight. He has the best hand. I mean, here's the problem for Duffy. He could be losing to both these guys. Now. He absolutely like, could. And even though Ludo is super bluffy, Grafton is not bluffing. He called right. 800. Grafton has a good hand. Yeah. Like you're praying Grafton had like you're praying that it's exactly this, this scenario. Otherwise you basically can't win, right? Grafton has to have trip fours and Ludo has to be bluffing yep. pretty much. Maybe Can Ludo Grafton, ever have ace four himself? Well, Grafton could also have deuce three. I guess, but he's often going to raise that on the flop. Yeah. You'd expect not, that. Not always, but often, right? Instead of being out of position and like he would be instead of closing that, the action, but that makes it 40. a lot easier to call than is Duffy. Cause then you include in Grafton's raising range on the flop. Like, you'd expect him to raise sets and two pair hands and flush draws. Right. Right? So now it comes, now it turns back to like, well, well, it's the flush. So Grafton has exactly triple force. No, no, no. It's also the flush draws. Like, you, we think sometimes he can just call with his flush draws. I guess sometimes. And that, that's, what, that's clearly what we'd have to be counting on here. But, like, Ludo's not, Ludo's not a huge problem for us. It's just Grafton. Like you said, Grafton can't be bluffing. I so mean, yeah. The Ludo, worst, the worst Ludo thing Grafton a, has Ludo is, is a force. problem, but Grafton clearly has something of value. We assume the worst hand. Grafton never has here is like a good trip for us, right? Yes. So we can beat that. We can beat worse straights. Um, we think he doesn't have very many like top full house type stuff because he'd just re-raise. Yeah. So, but 
if he had like two sixes and somehow, some way decided to play it slow, how about he has Jack four suited? That's, that's a pretty good full house that yeah. he can actually reasonably have. That makes he sense. Can play this way. Would he re-raise that or would he just call? I think he'd just call. Yeah, try to get the extra money out of Duffy rather than potentially like, punt. Potentially game theory disaster against Ludo. Right. Which it feels like he would be in. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So that's a hand that makes sense that we're losing to. Yeah. But it's hard to come up with very many others. It's, it has to be him playing a flush like this, deciding not to raise a flush on the flop. Right. Which a flush draw. Flush draw. Uh, yeah. And not lead the flush on the turn. Yeah. Both of which are reasonable, but when 40 is bet, a lot of the times he's going to raise a flush draw on the flop, right? Yeah. Not every time, but a I lot. I feel like Grafton a lot of the time just has trip force. Just yeah. like it looks, he's, he's pretty face up here. So maybe Duffy, okay. So then, so then we have to sit there as Duffy and think, okay, I still need a parlay to come in though. I need neither of these guys to have a flush or better. Not just, yeah. not just Grafton. I also need, so Ludo's story is bad. Grafton usually has trip fours. I think that's probably right. I think Grafton I need, usually has trip fours though. That, I agree. And, but and, I'm saying, but you need both those things to come in. So, But, it's, it, but it's Ludo. And right. of course, as Duffy, you're super underrepped. So it's Ludo is going to Ludo, you know, like, right. The thing is, it doesn't look like anyone is super strong based on the, I mean, Grafton could be, you look like you don't have anything. Yeah. You look like you have a weak ass hand. So, and so Ludo, it makes it easier for Ludo to Ludo and it makes it easier for Grafton to call. Yeah. But you have to be able to think all this in real time too, which it's is tough. a lot. It's That's tough. a lot to put together. But I ultimately, I think it is a call, even though going into this podcast, I thought it would be a fold. I will say that I think in real time, I might fold this hand too. Yeah. Um, because of, I'd be like, wow, like flushes, full houses, Grafton call, Ludo check raises bolt, blah, blah, blah. But given any chance to actually like stop and think about it, like if I took five minutes and sat there and made them all wait, I think I maybe could find, I think I could find a call here. If you're against these two players, right. because you know Grafton is reasonable and is going to like play in a way that you understand and is reasonable and you know that Ludo's the guy who's going to blast off sometimes. It's not if you just sat down at a 5-10 game and didn't know anybody. It, it isn't as if it's like the 90-year-old guy who's just like check raising on the river and he's just always got it, right? It's yeah. not like that. It's not so, like that. Um, so, uh, so I, I think, yeah, I think it's the kind of thing where given enough time to really think about it, you can find a call. But otherwise, I understand where all our poker instincts have taught us. Everything we've learned about poker basically is like, fold in this spot, dude. Don't be dumb, you know? And so you have to fight that a little bit and really be able to think out this particular hand. Yeah, I agree. But Duffy didn't have the time or decided not to think about it enough or maybe wouldn't have been able to get there anyway. Yeah, that's possible. And too. ultimately folded, which you can't really fault him for too much. I can't fault him for it. It would have been cool to call and win, but it's one of those where you call and you like roll your eyes as you call. Even like if you're able to think the whole thing through, you think, I think I might be good here enough, but I need, I still need the parlay of Ludo to be bluffing and Grafton to have actually trip fours. That's it. Or yep. I guess a worse straight, but that's unlikely. So it's trip fours mostly. Like, I guess I call. I guess I call. I don't know, man. I feel kind of dumb sometimes calling. Well, anyway, what a, what a great parlay for Grafton here. You yeah. Got Ludo to bet 800 on the river and the better hand to fold. Like Grafton's supposed to lose. Grafton, Grafton's losing the whole way. And then three actions in a row happen that, that allow him to win. Yeah. Basically. Incredible. What a deal. Yeah. Is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it.